Welcome back, y'all. It is Alyssa. And I'm Michelle. And we are the hosts of Ill Natured, a true crime podcast. Yes, we are. Samuel Little. Finally. So I have done so much research. I feel like I know this man. <laughs> I've watched this interview so many times and listened to. Um, this is not like. So when I think of a serial killer, I don't know. Like there aren't any. Well, it's difficult to say exactly what I mean here. But this isn't like the Toy Box Killer. Or, you know, people that are fascinated with torturing people. And like, like when you say serial killer, you don't think of Samuel Little. Is that what you're saying? Well, because of the numbers of victims, yes. But Just because he's not very well known. And, and they're not, like, the crimes don't really have an element that's super crazy that you're just like, oh, that's so gruesome or so brutal. Right. So it's a little different for me, but still brutal. Like, I want to link um, some of his interviews and... Anybody that can talk about murder like he does. So nonchalantly. Yeah. Like it's, you know, his favorite hobby and it's it's crazy. Like he's an interesting anyway, but just not what I was expecting. I'm glad, you know, that the people who didn't kill didn't have to be tortured and you know. Right. But well. Anyway, I'm gonna give my sources first. Okay. Today. Shoot. A grunge.com article by Amy Beeman. Wikipedia, I used a little bit. Um, biography.com, that's a good one, Alyssa. I don't know if you ever. I think I've used that a time or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. com, an article by Marco Mar- Margarita. Margarita, that's a good one. Okay. FBI.gov. Um, I also want to put that link. Because the FBI has a ton of stuff. They're still trying to get people to help solve the murders that he confessed so, to. So, is he dead? Oh, yeah. He died in 2020. I don't, we don't think ago. it was COVID. We don't think it was COVID. It was right in the thick of, like, yeah. Yeah, and that, was like, that wasn't that long ago. Mm-mm. No. Mm. Wow, okay. All right, a Heavy.com article by D.L. Thompson and another one by Caroline Warnock. Warnack? I don't know if that's an O or an A. We're not. A golflive.com article by April M. Havens. Then um, a newspaper article, The Gainesville Sun by Cindy Swerko. I was like, what a fun last name. Swerko. Fancy. Very. And thedailybeast.com. Um, so, as Alyssa said, I'm finally covering Samuel Little. He is, has officially been named by the FBI as America's most prolific serial killer. By the FBI. Wow. I didn't know that. Yes. Yep. I read that was one of the last things. I can't remember which article it was from. Um, But yeah. 
Wow. And I'm going to give you some serial kill, um, United States serial killer statistics in a little while. Because I was like, Alyssa, Alyssa's going to ask. So I went here and wrote it down. Y'all you want them now? You want them now? Shoot. All right. Page 17 of my notes. <laughs> I love the notes. I'm excited. Oh. I'm thrilled. All right. So U.S. serial killers by number of victims. So before Samuel Little... Um, the most prolific was the Green River Killer, Gary Ridgway, mm-hmm. with 49 victims. Oh, um, that was intense to me, which I yeah. would love to cover him, too. We need to. Don't really know much about him, honestly. Me either. Oh, okay. Then Next. Ted Bundy with 35 that victims. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. Mm-hmm. John Wayne Gacy had 33. I didn't realize he had yeah, that many. And Dean Coral was the candy man. Right? He's on our list, yeah. Um, so. He killed 28. Um, so, yeah. And I didn't do more than that because the rest of them were people that I'd never heard of. You need to look at the list. Oh, for sure. Um, they were people that I had never heard of that had killed this man. One man was an immigrant. I think he was a Hispanic immigrant that killed, like, migrant workers by the dozens. I think he was after Dean Coral. It was this guy. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, yeah, people, and you'll see in Samuel Little's case, the women who targeted... Let me not jump ahead. Y'all know how I roll. That's All right. right. <laughs> okay, so Samuel McDowell was born in Reynolds, Georgia, on oh. June 7th, 1940. Um, now, this is what he said about his mother. There's not a lot that can confirm the stuff from his childhood. Right, You right. know, like, there were mention of family members, but these people aren't like doing interviews and telling the full story. Like, you know, so anyway, his mother's name was Bessie May little. And from Samuel's account, she was a teenage prostitute. Um, and at least one source, and I ended up finding it, finding it in two, um, said that he was born while his mother was incarcerated. So, yeah. Um, and McDowell, his dad, um, I'm jumping ahead again. All right. So soon after his birth, he was sent to live with his grandmother in Lorraine, Ohio. So he didn't live in Georgia for long. He was just born here. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. His father, Paul McDowell, wasn't in the picture. We don't, I don't know anything about Paul, what kind of fella he was, you know. Apparently not a very good one. Well, I think, I mean, he was kind of born into a family with, you know, so unfortunate, but... Anyway, so at some point after moving to Ohio, he changed his last name. Was this his to Little? So this was his maternal grandparents. I'm assuming. Okay. Yep. Um. So he changed. He changed it. His mom was Bessie May Little. So after going to Ohio, he changed his last name. Um. Or they got his last name changed. I would suppose. Okay, that's right. That's right. He he wasn't three going up to the courthouse. Period. Listen, let me go and get this name changed. Paul McDowell is a loser. Anyway, he struggled in school um, and eventually dropped out in his young teen years. Um, He told investigators, this guy was like an open book with with the police. And you're going to see that throughout this. All the stuff he says to them, I'm just like, nope, no shame whatsoever. Mm -mm." Which at that point, whenever he was saying all this, like he knew he was God forever. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure he was proud of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And he loved these women. Wait till you listen and hear him talk about. I mean, not loved them, but anyway. 
<clears throat> he told investigators that he began fantasizing about strangling women as a young child. I, I just don't, like, how do they, what do they see, you know? Like, how does a child, like, you know, you like, think he what? saw somebody being choked? He is fascinated with women's necks. That's how he picked his victims, by how smooth their neck was. What does that even mean? We'll, get, mean? Into, we'll okay. get into a little more of that. Um, but he also, as a teen, collected true crime magazines that showed women being choked. Yeah. So. Okay. Who knows what was going on, too, behind the scenes. I didn't read anything bad. I just... All right. So his criminal career also began in his young teen years. Um, he started with petty theft and was soon convicted of breaking and entering and sentenced to a juvenile detention center in 1956 at 16 years old. So that was the first time he was sent, you know, to juvie. Ju juvie. <laughs> juvie, baby. Juvie. Um, there are gaps. There's not a super clear, because people are just really realizing who this guy was, you know, as a killer. I'm sure people do some in-depth um whatever reports on his life um there are several especially in his younger years there are blocks that we don't really know what was happening right um, he didn't change though from the next time we'll see him so he was out there i guess uh, i imagine living with his grandmother being you know criminal I don't, thief. Know. I don't know old thief yeah um so he moved to florida to live with his mother in the late 60s um and during this time, he worked at a cemetery, like as a groundskeeper, and also as an ambulance attendant. You know what that is? Just somebody that rides along with them? They assist, and they assist paramedics. I don't know. I also Googled that definition because I was like, I'm going to answer my girl's questions on the Go, spot I'm today. I'm so proud I mean, of you. I'm just that trying. I'm so I'm trying. proud of you. So, um... All right, so he, during this time, he also started traveling more and having more run-ins with the law. Um, after getting settled into Miami with his mother, Little killed his first victim. Her name was Mary Brosley, and this was in 1971. So, so he was 31? Mm-hmm. He was 31. And who knows what he was doing before this, though. Like, I don't... Yeah. But he does say... I mean, he was probably raping women. And I was about to say, he, ha he can't just go straight no, to murder. He's no. got to escalate. This out was, sudden. though, his first murder from his memory. And y'all, sharp as a tack. And he was old when he was interviewed. Yikes. He was like in his 70s. All. No, no. Like, remember, details crazy. Little was about 30 years old when he met 33-year-old Mary. Um... Mary had lots of issues. Um, she was an alcoholic. She had abandoned her family and her seven-year-old son just six months before mm. she met Little. Um, she struggled with severe alcoholism, which caused health problems. Um, she was in and out of the hospital, suffering from cirrhosis of the liver. Um, and before so she sad. left her family, her husband... Or her ex-husband. She got away from him. He was abusive. She oh, just had a hard life. Very, yeah. Um, And she was also anorexic. She was only five. I mean, she was five, four, and weighed only 80 pounds. Oh, my word. And Samuel Little was a big man. Like, she must have been like a walking skeleton. Yes. Like, I can't imagine. And she was sickly. She had a limp. 
she had one of her fingers, she cut her, um, Mm -mm. one of her fingers, like almost off slicing vegetables and wouldn't wouldn't go to the doctor. So it just dangled until it fell off. Shut up. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine? Yeah. And that finger was on her hand. Like she could have kept that finger. Go to the doctor. Okay. But she just, it, she seemed to live in a, in a daze with alcohol and yikes. But Mary was known for taking rides from anyone who would supply her with alcohol. Um, And without telling her family, she made her way to Miami, um, arriving six months before Little ended her life. So do we know where she was from? Yes, but I didn't. Why wouldn't I I include that? Because you're a silly goose. She was from, it was Ohio or something like that. It wasn't Ohio because that's where he was from. But it was from, <laughs> it, was. it was a long ways from Miami. Like her family had no idea that she would have been all the way Florida. down there. Yep. Right. Okay. So she just got in a car, decided she was leaving one day and got that's in a so car. Sad. So she sad. left her son. Very sad. Very, very oh. sad. Mm. Anyway, so during an interview with a Miami-Dade homicide detective in 2019, Little gave an account of Mary's murder. He remembered the the colorful sundress she wore and chain necklace that she wore. Um, He also remembered that he played with the chain before he strangled her. Oh, oh, no. Like, this guy remembered all the details. This is 2019. So the murder took place in 1971. what is that like 50 years something like that close to i did some math too for you so we wouldn't have to hurt our brains but it wasn't on this one i think it's like 48 years or something close to 50 yeah um yikes that's not cool but y'all he also oh that's on down hang on all right mary's body was found in a wooded area in miami on january 24th 1971 by a father and son out on a hunting trip um, they couldn't tell how she was killed. And so if it weren't, she was buried in a shallow grave. Um, but if it weren't for that, they would have just thought she died of natural causes because they couldn't tell that she was oh, strangled. Wow. They couldn't tell anything because wow. her body, it was found a little while, a few months, I think, um, after, and it was badly decomposed. Um, the grave was six inches deep though. Like, yeah, like they her feet, like you can visibly see her legs, but they could tell somebody had dug a hole and buried her in there. He's just lazy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's a no, I dig this hole. He didn't have a damn shovel neither. You know, he probably did that with his hands or his shit. Hell no. He was like, no, this ain't worth it. And just threw her down. There's no way. So silly. Like, why didn't this man get caught? And y'all see, he's one of those people, like Mike DeBarta Laban. He has so many run-ins with the law that he can always get off. Same with Fred and Rose West. Bizarre. That's crazy. Those are always the worst of the worst, you know? Rough folks. Anyways. Her body was found. The medical examiners could not determine how she died, um, but knew that another person was involved because of the grave. No suspects or leads were ever found or really pursued. um, And no one knew what happened to Mary until a Miami-Dade homicide detective interviewed Samuel Little in 2019. So her case wasn't solved that whole time. Yep. And her body wasn't identified until 2018. Oh, wow. So she was a Jane Doe. Yep. (sighs) Um, That's crazy. Samuel Little told that she was his first victim. Um, Like his whole timeline, all his, he, I mean, that's just down to a T. Sometimes the dates will be a little off. 
Um, but I, there's no doubt in my mind that he knew, you know, that she was his first victim. Um, and he also was able to identify the chain that was found on her body. Like yeah. they brought it to him and he was like, oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. So Mary's family got closure when her body was ID'd in 2018. Um, they, I couldn't find anything that said they tried to find her after she left. I don't know if it was one of those things. Where, and they probably wouldn't, you know. Well, that's it. Right. They knew that she was sick, and I'm sure they had been battling with her for years. Right, and she know? just up and left on her own. Yep. Um, but it, I thought this was really sad. Her son had always hoped that he would meet her one day um, and kind of held on to that, that she was alive that's somewhere so out sad. there. It really is. Um, Mary was a lot of Little's victims were prostitutes, um, prostitutes, um, or drug addicts like Mary being an alcoholic, yeah, that's people that yep, didn't have family, didn't have a group of friends with them. Like she was right. probably by herself wherever they met. She probably, he probably, probably got a ride from him. Okay, yeah. Um, but anyway, so this was the start of Little's criminal career. By 1975, he had been arrested 26 times. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine being arrested 26 times? 26 times? times? By 1975. So, from the time he was a young teen in the 60s. Let's see. When was his first? He said 56. So, that's like... Yeah, 20 years. 1956. Yep. He's getting arrested more than once a year. Yeah. His crimes included theft, assault, attempted rape, and fraud. Oh, my. Yeah. But the attempted, there's no telling how many women he assaulted. Yeah, exactly. There's no telling. So, in 1982, we're going to skip big a big gap because none of these... Yeah, are, so what is he's like... <laughs> he might have had one or two other victims that were tied to him at the time that the murder happened, but most of them, they had, the police had no idea right. who he was, who was, who was doing the murders. And a lot of times, because they were people kind of on the fringes of society, that they weren't investigated. Yeah, you see that a lot. Prostitutes, drug addicts, you know, people, even like what people would consider runaways, like there's not really investigated. It's really sad. I feel, I at least hope that that's going to change, you know? Yeah, people are people whether they're struggling or not. Well, that's it. And it's kind of like, it seems to me if there's not, if they don't have family members that are calling, you know, I mean, that are calling trying to get the case solved, it's not a priority. No. And I mean, getting a killer off the, off the streets should always be a priority. Yeah, regardless of women. what this person was doing, wasn't doing, you know, things right. like that. Right. So we're skipping forward again from the early 70s. Um, 11 years later in 1982, Little was charged with the murder of Mindy or Melinda Rose LaPree. She went by Mindy in Pascagoula, Pascagoula. Pascagoula, Pascagoula, Mississippi. Um, Mindy had gone missing in September of 82. Um, She had run away from home to Pascagoula. I don't know where she was from, Um, but she had gone to Pascagoula, Mississippi. And it was reported that she was staying with a boyfriend and the boyfriend was pimping her out. Yikes. And that she was using drugs. 
And I also saw that I, it was confirmed that she was a prostitute hung out with, you know, on the street, wherever, you know. Um, but people said that she was on cocaine mm. and marijuana and um, was being pimped out by her boy. Now, she came from a loving family. And her brother kept up with the investigation. He would call constantly. Um, and, you know, he tried to find out what happened to his right. sister. She had a child um, when she was killed. Um, but unfortunately, a grand jury did not indict him for her murder because authorities didn't have enough evidence. And you'll see oh, that no. in several of the upcoming cases. They just didn't have enough to, besides eyewitness testimony. So people would like spot them together, but yeah. they didn't have any evidence. So they right, and he would get attorneys and fight it. He would deny it. He denied it oh every time. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. How many times was this fool arrested before he was finally put in jail well, for murder? We'll get there. A long time. Oh jeez. Mm-hmm. Only thing they had that connected him to the murder was witness testimony that identified Little's car as the last one Mindy was seen getting into. And I saw, watched an interview with um, one of the investigators in Pascagoula, and they said that um, the other the prostitutes that she kind of hung out with in the area are the ones that gave that description. Right. And so, in my in my opinion, I don't think they're giving these women as much. They don't have as much credibility in their eyes, in the police and right. in the jury, in the court's eyes. When I was about to say, they're like, okay, you saw her getting into that car. Well, where was she dropped off at? Well, she could have gotten somebody else's car. You I know, feel like, like it would have been a whole different story if, if the report was given by a priest or by somebody, a school teacher, you know, a banker, somebody that was, but because it was other ladies of the night, I don't feel like they took it. Like, I well, feel like they were able to write it off. was the lady of the night. They don't, you well, know. Well, it's like, I, I just feel like they wrote them off. And several people that were interviews in the same documentary. Dang, I gotta find the name of it. I'll get it for y'all. Um, but I just don't. I don't. Anyway, I feel like if it had been other witnesses, it would have. They would have still indicted him, or they would have indicted him because mm-hmm. they just were not trustworthy witnesses. And that was thrown around a little in that documentary, which I could see it. You know, right. I know. Anyway, so um, so while this was going on with Mindy in Mississippi, Little was extradited to Florida and tried for another murder there. Um, this was the murder of Patricia Ann Mount. Um, she was a 26-year-old that Little met at a bar in Gainesville, Florida. Um, witnesses saw her leave with Little from the bar. Her body was found later naked and bruised in a field. Um even though Little was ID'd as the last person seen with her, he was acquitted by a jury in January of 1984. This is so bananas. Another, another murder. Um, both of these murders, Mindy's murder and Patricia Ann Mount's murders, took place in September of 1982. So they're happening back. To back. Yeah, and one's in Mississippi and, and one's, one's in, in Florida. Florida. So this he's guy like all over the place all around. the time. And I'll tell you how. I think I told you before he was a truck driver. He was not a truck driver. Oh, my. 
Oh my gosh. But but I'll tell you. I'm I'm gonna go into That's that. a joke, so, um, Alyssa. I was screwing around. He's not a freaking truck driver. Surprise, it's worse. <laughs> For real. Yes. Oh no. So um Surprise, that, it's worse. Surprise, yeah. Yeah. But both in September of eighty two. I couldn't find the exact dates. Um Oh, it's crazy though. That is so so crazy. just imagine what he was out there doing, even with and all how fast he's moving. Like, oh my word, he could be in this, you know. Yeah, Holly. But following his acquittal in Florida, little moved to California. He had lived there before. Um, by October of 1984, was arrested for another assault. This victim, 22-year-old Laurie Barrows, survived being kidnapped, mm. beaten, and strangled by Little. Oh no. And I saw an interview with her, um, and she said there was a lot of shame because she was a prostitute, a working prostitute, and she was hesitant to even report it. Right. Because, because she knew how she would be seen. She was going to have to tell them. I was about to say, all the police officers are like, well, that's their work. They signed up for it. You know. Right. That's it. Saying, but she like, did They signed it. up. It's a dangerous job. You know what yep. you're getting into. Well, she's a bad bee because she did it and she was very Which I don't persistent. agree with, by the way. And what? Turn out prostitutes, sex workers, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You don't agree with prostitution? No, that's not what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. I was okay, saying I don't agree that, you know, it's dangerous work or whatever, like you get what you get, you know, that's the same No, thing. and that's what, that's the People mentality. People don't say that to cops. Right. Yeah. But that's the mentality, and that's why she was hesitant to even say anything. Imagine how many women that this guy brought to the brink of death but didn't actually kill that were too afraid to go to the cops and say anything. He just, there's well, just Well, and that him. happened with another dude. I can't even remember the guy's name. I think it was in Alaska, though. He was killing, you know, raping and kidnapping indigenous women maybe it was yeah Mm -hmm. and the police just didn't oh he's a good girl buddy buddy hoo-rah you know what the hell right but what's crazier to me is little wasn't a good guy he was a known thief like all over the united states he was a hustler that's what one person said in an interview and i mean like cops come on come on man you got somebody that's not a law-abiding citizen He's not a good guy. Murdering the shit out of women all okay, over the place. Right. Who cares if Lock they... him under the jail. You know? That's in, bananas, man. In 71, when he was first... I mean, dang. It's stupid. Cases like stupid. this... Stupid. Stupid. Cases like this, <laughs> so this is what they need to learn from and not do this. Okay? Just all the women he killed were somebody's daughter. A lot of them were mothers. I'll cry right now. You know, doing what they had to do. Who knows? That's their... I would never judge. But, you know, I mean... It's so sad to me. This one's... I cried some um, in all the... Yeah, I watched so many different things. And I watched the same shows over and over again. Because I really like to understand. And absorb. Right. What you're watching. And since it's been summer, I've been able to watch a whole... Which I'll, I started working on this... It was baseball season last year. Last school year, I mean. I was about when to say. When I first started. Was it? When I first started working on Samuel. So, Hill. that's like April. Yeah. 
craziness. And y'all, I've already told Alyssa, I'm going to keep on. Because he has a lot of confessions that are not matched up to cases. She's a coconut, not coconut. I'm going to keep going and try to, you know, solve some of them. Detective Shelley on the case. Yeah. Anywho. All right. So, following his acquittal in Florida, Little moved to California. By October of 1984, was arrested for another assault. Yes. This was the victim, Lori Barros, the one that was kidnapped, beaten, and strangled, but did not die. Um, Only a month later, Little was found with an unconscious woman in the backseat of his car. Okay, so in October of 84, he was arrested. This woman has come forward and said, he did all these things to me. I didn't die. Then a month later, still in the same area in California, he was found by police officers with an unconscious woman in the backseat of his car. This woman had also been beaten and strangled. He was convicted of both of these crimes. Praise so, the ooh, Lord God. Uh-uh. Oh, oh, oh. Hold your celebrations because just take a guess how many years he served in prison. Five. Two. What? Two years for attempted murder. Holy. Yep. Both of these women did live, though. The one he was found with in his car, but two years in prison. Something's wrong. Something is terribly wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really, really wrong. It just makes my head explode. All right, so one of my biggest questions while I was at the early stages of my investigation, what did he do for a living? And how did Samuel Little get around all these different states? That's my question. Is like, how is he traveling? I made it up in my head. even told Alyssa he was a truck driver, but he's not. Um, the fact that, let me just tell you what he did, how he did it. Um, he was a thief, you know, he had been arrested for stealing and a career criminal, but so now we're going to go backwards. (laughs) We keep going forward and back. That's just kind of how I laid the story out. She loves. I thought it made the most sense like this. Okay. Cause I wanted to highlight his first victims and the ones that he was actually arrested for at the time that they happened. Anywho. In 1971, he met a partner that would teach him how to shoplift without being caught and sell stolen products to make their living. So these people were out there stealing enough to live and have cars, running cars, and drive from state to state. Wow. What were they stealing? Like, it's nuts. Like, they made a living. This is what they did. Let me tell you about his girl. Aurelia Jean Dorsey was in jail during one of Little's robbery jail stays, like after he was caught thieving. So they met in prison? Yes. And she ended up helping him win his case and get off without being convicted of the robbery. Um, He's like, wow, what a stand-up young lady. Oh, yeah. It was her loyalty that, you know, really just put him put him over the edge for her, for Jean. That's what they called her. Um, after she was released, the couple got together and committed crimes together until her death in 1988 of natural causes. 
Um, she was 30 years older than Little. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So, you just told me yep, that. Yep. So, when he was, was like, what? So, yeah. He's like, 71. He was 31. Mm-hmm. And she was 61. Yeah. So, they, they had this that relationship. Now, Gene was not involved in any of the murders he committed during those years together. And he said during an interview that, no, she didn't know anything about that side of him. She would go to sleep and he would go out and murder women. I mean, it's not too far out of the realm of possibilities, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. Ted Bundy's lady didn't know nothing about that. That's right. You know this lady probably suspected, though. Let me sneak out. If you know he's a creep, like, you know he's probably putting his hands around her throat Yikes. when they were yeah. getting physical. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Maybe her throat was ugly and that kept him from wanting to. Yeah. I mean, she was older, so she, she might be safe. That bugle neck. Wow. Neck. Whenever I subbed in middle school, those girls, bless them, I love middle school, but those girls were like, mm, her neck looks like a bugle. It's like, what? Y'all quit hating on these folks. One day my neck's gonna look like a bugle. Uh-huh. And it does if you look. And Shut up. That crepey skin looks like a bugle. Y'all get a bugle. And then think about how old you are. And by the time you're, I don't know, 60, your neck is, your neck, <laughs> your neck is gonna look like a bugle, ma'am. And I love you. And I say it with, use cream, you know. Use your cream. Use your creams. Your retinol. At nighttime and morning. Your regimen. Do it. Because we don't want to be out here with you people need good skin care. We don't need to be out here. With Use your moisturizer. Sunscreen in the morning. And reapply that sunscreen. You know? You. If you're going out for the day, reapply. Okay, period. I have a mole that I'm a little concerned about at this very moment. Go to the derm. We don't have a good dermatologist around here. <laughs> all right, moving right along. So Samuel made it around to all these different places and was able to murder all these women with the help of his girl, Jean, um, who taught him, you know, how to be a great shoplifter. Okay. What a So bag. crazy, like my crunch bag. <laughs> what else? Like a in my crunch mind. Bag, honestly. In my mind, I think, what else were they doing though, for real? Like, was he pimping her out? You really think you yeah, can I steal mean, enough. For real, like, how much are you stealing? Like, what are you stealing? They stayed in hotels. They didn't even sleep in their car. Like, they stayed in hotels. They drove cars. She they had to totally be a sex worker. That's think. what, see, I'm thinking there's something else there. Hmm. But, you better quit yawning during my episode. <laughs> I really am interested. I'm kidding. I'm playing. Um, alright, so, from 1971 to 2012, Samuel Little, that's 41 years. That's I was about to say, that's a long time. Math, was out here murdering marginalized women. 41 years murdering women. Yep. Without being caught. Years. And only was, you saw, arrested for three and got acquitted on all three of those murders. That's, it's bonkersville, y'all, that this guy was able to keep on keeping on it's crazy anyway um and i already kind of talked about this but many of his victims and he said in his interviews that he was more attracted to african-american women 
Um, you know, I'm trying to sharpen my profiling skills for all those listening. Send me your tips. Um, but honestly, one thing I've learned from my very, very not so good research on profiling, um, most serial killers do target their own race. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was more attracted to black women. That's what he said. Their necks look better. You know, we're all over here with our bugle necks and what, you know, a flawless skin. Oh my gosh. I tell you. Oh, beautiful skin. No wrinkles. No. It's like they don't age and I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. Oh, it's gorgeous. That's why you got to moisturize. I'm telling you like. Friends. Beautiful skin. So peanut butter and jealous. It just I am, honestly. <laughs> anyway, I'm proud for him. Me too. Y'all go. Sisters, y'all rock. Yes. Rock that beautiful skin while you're 80 looking 39. Okay, bugle neck. 37. Looking like a damn turkey at 32. You ain't nowhere near 32. <laughs> My neck's 23 bugle. in a couple weeks. I'm 27. 27? I just said I'm You are? <laughs> 37 today. What? And my birthday. Stop. Happy birthday. Stop it. Stop it. 37. It's been a great day. If I could turn back time. If I could find a way. No, I love my life. I don't mind aging, you know? Using this moisturizing cream will help you from your beautiful neck. No more bugle necks. No more bugle necks. I'm going to take a picture of my neck whenever we get done. I'll post it, y'all. And you know, <laughs> I'll post it. If it looks like a bugle, I'll put a bugle up next to well, the side picture by of my side. Neck. Side by side. We're doing it tonight. We're doing it. Period. I don't have any bugles, but we'll get some. <laughs> I can Google a picture of a bugle, you goober. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking it's got to be a real bugle. More, it's more authentic, really. Oh, goodness oh, sakes alive. My All right, word. Y'all know we've got to have at least one good um, tangent. Rant, uh, tangent. Yeah, tangent. Tangent. Up in here. tangent. That was tangent. it. Bugle next. Y'all just stay safe out there. <laughs> beware, Protect yourself. Beware 2022. I almost said 2023. 2022. Bugle. <laughs> Got herself all bugle necks. Bugle century. Beware. Babes. Did you say picture of my neck? <laughs> We're doing a TikTok, so y'all go follow the TikTok. We'll give you Please the handles stay. at the end of the story. Okay. All right, back on our go. BS. <clears throat> here we go. But okay, so even though he preferred black women, he did kill women of other races on occasion. A couple of the women who he was initially charged for in their murder. Mindy and um, I know Mindy was Caucasian and and Mary Bowsley was, was also Caucasian. So it was his earlier victims were Caucasian. Some of them, like throughout okay. the ones I talked about, at least two of the ones I talked about were Caucasian. Um, but that was just more of a crime of opportunity, is what I think. Right. You know? And he said in the interviews that if he liked the way their neck looked, it didn't matter. Which that is so. I no. don't pay attention to anyone's neck. No, but uh, <laughs> not. Well, you remember that? You remember that mugshot of that guy that didn't have a no neck? 
says. No. You don't remember seeing that? What are you talking about? Alyssa. What case was it? No. Mm-mm. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just one of those funny, you know, <laughs> one of the funny, like the hot guy with the tear. You remember him. Woo. Smoking. You don't remember him either? She's too young. She was still watching um some of the shows. Don't tell me. I don't remember. What were I was watching shows? Catfish in middle school. Oh. On MTV? Hell yeah. I loved it. That was on when you were in middle school. Mm-hmm. She's just a baby. I'm just a baby. Okay. All right. So, most of the victims were prostitutes or had drug dependencies, as I've already said. There was a reason that Little picked these women. In an interview, he said, and I quote, I didn't go effing around out there with the people that would be immediately missed and very and very important to either family or business or somebody. I'm not going over there in a white neighborhood and pick out a little young teenage girl <gasps> like the other like the weirdies do. I don't like that at all. No. What do you mean? What does that even mean? Like he, you're not picking a white kid out so because well the any anybody that had family or you know like so a he's saying neighborhood. I, that, okay so first of all he basically i don't like that no he knew exactly i'm not what walking he was into a white neighborhood and picking out some little preppy teenager whatever he just said because he knew he'd get caught so he picked so the women that nobody cares about the up. women that don't have family members that look out for them or i mean some of these women could have i'm not saying that he just he had a plan he knew what, yeah, he, he, was knew doing what he was doing exactly. to get away with it. He took advantage of the most screwed up parts of our legal system and the way people are stereotyped. And he prayed on And he was able to get away with murder for 40 years. Yep. Because the system could care less about sex workers. Exactly. Which is awful. I hate this. It makes I me really this. angry. It makes me really, really angry. But what about, like, he didn't even put himself in a class with other serial killers. He called them weirdies. Oh. Did he usually use... He said weirdies? He said weirdies. Like, I thought it was weirdos, and then I went back and looked, and no, no, no. Weirdies. I'm not like, these other weirdies. Yeah. So he didn't Quoted think of himself. Samuel Little. Yeah. Not these other weirdies. <laughs> All right, so, um, laughing while he... Ugh, Little also told investigators... And I quote, they didn't know who the hell was doing it. I would go back to the same city sometimes, pluck me another grape. How many grapes have y'all got on the vine here? Like jokey, all during his interviews, laughing, just He's just having sick. a good time. Sick. And so um, what he was saying, basically, he's and this is in like an interview with the cops. He's coming in there saying like, what kind of ladies do I y'all have in the city, basically? Like what? You said what kind of grapes y'all got? Yeah. Like, he would come back even right after he'd murdered somebody. He'd go back to the same city and kill another girl. Yeah. Because you know he's watching the news and all his hotel stays and could tell these ladies their deaths weren't getting reported on. But just to compare human women to grapes, he was going to pluck another grape off the vine. Sick. I don't like this. No. He's not a cool dude. No. Mm Mm-mm. All right, so on September 5th, 2012, Little was arrested in Louisville, Kentucky. The time when he was arrested, he was living in a homeless shelter there. Um, And he was how old? 
What year did he was you born say? in 1940. What year did you say this was? 2012. 52? Oh my gosh. 52, right? 2012. 1940? No, that's uh, uh 72. Yeah, I was about to Sister. say. Sister. That's, like... that's 72. 52, Michelle. Whoa, Crazy. he's old. Yeah. So he was, September 5th, 2012, he was extradited to California on a drug charge. Um, and while he was there, because of the advances in DNA testing, um, his DNA was linked to three mur- three other murders. And I'm going to just give you these ladies' names. Um, they were all three killed in California. Carol Eileen Elford was killed July 13th, 1987. Guadalupe Aparaca. Aparaca. Oh, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. She was killed on September 3rd, 1987. So we have one in July of 87, one in September of 87. And then Audrey Nelson Everett was killed on August 14th, 1989. Um, all three women were found murdered on the streets of L.A. Mm. And he was charged with all three murders on January 7th of 2013. Okay. So it was during this time, those are the murders that, he was sentenced to life in prison after doing so. Those three so he were was the sentenced ones to life that actually got thirteen. Yep, that got and this him is DNA that linked him. Yep. Okay, but he wasn't sentenced in twenty thirteen. It was the next year. You know, slow the legal, especially right, with right. three separate murders. Yeah. Um, so, but I just to clarify, DNA linked him from three murders from the seventies and eighties, or just the eighties. The These were just the eighties. So three murders from the 80s. These are the only ones that he's been convicted of and sentenced to life in prison. Exactly. Okay, okay. So, and this is 2012. At 72 years old, he is just now getting, after he has robbed so many of their lives. Um, But this is, again, when he started to talk. And he talked for years, up until 2019, I think, was the last one where he gave new confessions of women he had killed. So he was um, willingly talking. He's like, yeah, oh yeah, he loved it. He was getting to relive all the murders. Oh yeah, he was he was there for it, like into it. Um, by the end of all those investigations, he was tested for involvement in ninety three murders of women <gasps> across the U.S. And the FBI has confirmed his involvement. Can you say what again? Excuse me, ninety three murders. That is. Whoa. It's wild. Yeah. That's like double. And how many do you think he would have thought if they had just got him for the first time in 71? Oh, makes me angry. Oh, yeah. Mm. So finally, this crunch bag's put away. This little crunch bag. <laughs> he was tried for the three murders um, in California on September 25th of 2014. Found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, during the trial, though, he still insisted that he was innocent. So this oh, was before please. he really got into the nineties, like confessing to, like he was yeah, really... he tried to play like you know, was it? Him? Of course. And then he, once they got him, you know, he's he like, ah, might as well. Twenty eighteen was the year where a lot of confessions came out. Um. In 2018, while serving his sentence at the California State Prison um, in L.A. County, Little began confessing to other crimes. It was so crazy. And I've said this before, but listening to the confession tapes, 
he talked of each victim with such fondness and like you could see you could tell he was going back there to the time he killed him in his head while talking about it which is so he just could remember every detail of his crimes like every detail the only thing they said was sometimes his dates would be a little mixed up but not like the year like the day day. yeah like a couple of days off um but he told detectives that he developed an attraction to women's necks during childhood already talked about that a little he said that he chose his victims by how attractive their her neck was saying and i quote this is him talking a woman got a smooth neck as a child i got attracted it's just weird i'm sorry and he did kill um at least one trans transsexual individual um and he talked about it was a man police or some police theorize that he the the other victims the other women he's killed that we don't know about were actually from the trans community Mm. and he didn't want to admit that he had that many run-ins does that make sense yeah, like, was he embarrassed? Is that what That's what it sounded at? like. They didn't just come out and say that. But that's, right, that's right. What it, that's what it sounded like to me, anyway. Um, during the taped confessions, he talked about how he liked watching the women die, watch the light leave their eyes. And once they did, they were his. He kept saying they belonged to him after he killed them. I don't like that. It's, no, no, no. Uh-uh. He's a big dude. He was a big dude. That's weird in a, sh- in a way of saying like I'm collecting souls. Right, weird, the devil. Yeah, no. he's a he's a demon. Demons live just nope. about forever. Okay, he lived too damn long, too long. Um, of the ninety three murders that he has confessed to, police have been able to verify fifty confess. Con- Confessions like match fifty confessions to actual crimes, solved cases, mm. and there are more pending final confirmation. Um, wow, wow, yeah. And on the FBI's website, there are accounts of his unsolved confessions, as well as sketches of victims done by Little while he was in prison. An investigator from Texas, um, I can't remember exactly how, but anyway, brought him color pencils so that he could try and sketch pictures of the women because yeah, there were just yeah, so accurate. many confessions. I remember. I, see, I saw uh-huh. that picture we posted on the Facebook and group. Cases have been solved by families identifying their loved one from his drawings. Wow. Like the drawings are so spot on that, yeah, that's wow. crazy to me. That he could still remember, even if you've killed that many people. And, like, and those small old. details, too. Yeah. And I have a crap brain. Like, I just said, like, I'm not even 23 yet, and I couldn't yeah. sketch details like that. No. Uh-uh. So after so many years, too, that's bananas. Crazy. Um, But he sketched at least 28 victims. I couldn't find an exact number and all the pictures kind of started to look the same when I was looking at images in Google, but I counted at least 28 different faces. Um, He is dead. Little died on December 30th of 2020. Um, the website said we don't know is that cause of death, but he did suffer from diabetes, heart problems, as well as other health conditions. 
Right, so he was just an unhealthy he was dude a sickly, in general. Yeah, it, that's right. Yes. Um, and he sucked, basically. Now, next I want to talk about his victims and his unsolved confessions. And this is the part that me and Alyssa said we were just going to kind of see where we're at once I got through the, the main part of the story. Mm-hmm. But I really want to tell you all about all the victims and the confessions and... All of it. And so, I don't know if we're going to make this episode longer. You tell me. Are we doing or... a part two, baby? We're right now at like just almost an hour. Part two in it. I think we need a part two, friends, because you can, 93, like you can imagine this list. And there are stories, there are confessions that I want to say out loud on here. Just in case somebody recognizes. So, you have a lot of information for a part two. Oh, yeah. Hells yeah, we're doing a part I have two. I'm six excited. pages, and I'll go through and make some notes on these. That because I don't like to just say their name. I want to kind of tell y'all if, if I can find something about these ladies because right. they deserve that. Right. They didn't get get much in in their death anyway, as far as anybody caring about them or getting this man off the streets. So we can give, we can give them this. Yeah, yeah. We can give them this a small bit of their story that's right told y'all there are so many unnamed i mean just looking at the list now it's crazy and unmatched confessions and he has names of people from specific towns um and i i really i just feel like i would be um not remiss if i didn't if I didn't give y'all all this well let's part two it baby i'm excited i'm sorry that y'all have to wait but, I'm not. I'd like to put you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. You now you know about Samuel Little. Um, like I said, that nothing crazy, nothing crazy about him. And I feel like so many times when you hear stories about murderers, it's got to be something crazy, or people are just like, eh, right? You know. But this is this is a lot. I this guy is just his victim total. Yeah. Like his big, yeah, that's just. And I'll show you a timeline of how he looked and how his appearance changed. Um, I'll put that up on the, I'll go ahead and put it up today. It's Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and put it up today. Um, And then Tuesday, this one will come out. And then you'll wait just a little bit. And. Have part two coming at you. The rest will come out. And I do I'll encourage you all to look in the show notes. I'll go ahead and link the FBI website. Um. And that's it for now. I already told you my sources. I'll get the documentary name too. It's a really good documentary. It's a British fella that did it um, back in the, I think it was 2014 maybe. But I'll get the name of that too in case y'all want to go watch it. All right. See. That's it. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, we've had a lot of people been reaching out recently and just telling us like, they're enjoying the podcast and i just want to say thank you we really appreciate it like please keep reaching out to help us keep going and like new reviews we love reading new reviews um even if they're not good i don't care (laughs) i mean just a review nice constructive criticism is always helpful yeah so helpful but um thank you guys so much um and as always you need to uh Go check us out. We always post pictures um, with cases. We put. I try to post a lot of them that, yeah, and you know have things involved with their case. So go check us out on the Instagram at Ill Natured Pod. Join us on the Facebook group. Come be a part of our five hundred plus members. Woo-hoo! 
ill-natured podcast. And um, I was making a TikTok during some of this. <laughs> if so if y'all want to see my goofy facial expressions during all that, you get some good ones. I think I did. I was like, <sighs> yeah, I think it's awesome. So y'all go check that out if you want a good giggle. Mm-hmm. And um, that is at Ill Natured Pod. And send us a Yahoo. Ill Natured Pod at yahoo.com. Yep, and like I said, we love reading reviews, so go rate us, review us, and subscribe, too. And we need you to spread the word like wildflower, okay? Spread that to all your friends. Because we know lots of folks love true crime. I just posted on somebody's post looking for new true crime documentaries or... um, The things, all the things. Right, right. I just posted our name. I know there are a lot more folks like me and Alyssa out there. Oh, yes. And we are here for you. We want to tell you these stories so that you are aware of how sick our world is. Come number join one. the circle. Mm-hmm. And we want you to uh, keep your head on a swivel always. Yeah. You got to know what everybody looks like. I've got a really good, I, I can memorize license plates. Oh, yeah. I was doing that the other day. I'm not kidding. I was doing yeah. it the other day. Why was I doing it, though? Anytime I go and walk into Target, me and the kids went to Target last night. We had Will in the car, but I was just like, what, 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 what? Yeah, I memorized memorized one the other day, and I can't remember why, but, yeah, I sure did. I don't remember it now, but. Yeah. Or keep a pen and paper. I'm old. Not a pen and paper. Just put it into your cell, girls. Take a little picture. Yeah, take a pic. Just don't do it while you're driving. Drive safe. Safety first. Always. Mm -hmm. Always. Um... But, yeah, we love you guys. We do love you guys, and we can't wait to see you guys, hear you guys, you hear us next week. Um, As always, on Tuesdays, drop in at the midnight. So, as always, uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. Peace.